This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he there ties the game. Hey man, I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick at it. I liked what I saw tonight, and I will give the Knicks credit. What's happening, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone. This is another episode. Another episode, excuse me, of BD4 where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I feel like I'm having a stroke right now. I can't speak properly. Is it coming out like it's rolling? I'm like stumbling over my words. Episode 293 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. That's better. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. I already said that. Um, welcome to the show. And if you are new here, well, you can find us on many platforms. If you want to listen to the podcast, the audio version of the podcast is up, you know, on your usual platforms where you get your podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms as well. But if you want to watch the podcast, the video format of this podcast is up on YouTube, Go and subscribe on YouTube. And of course, you know, share the podcast. Give us a like. Share it on social media with your friends. Download the episodes if you want. Get us out there. Um, so we're changing it up. Um, usually we like to do the two-game recaps every two games. But, um, you know, uh, I just finished up class. So I'm done for the semester. I'm going to have some time. And I think we're going to stick with this regardless. We're going to do every game. Uh, we're going to try to recap every game. Um, are, you know, Will there be some times where I may not have you know, have the time to, to recap every game? Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe for the back-to-backs, I'll save those and just do those in one. But for the most part, we're going to try to do gamely podcasts for this. So I want to talk about this, you know, obviously this Houston game tonight. Now, yes, let's get this out of the way because I'm sure I'll mention it again and again. But um, I'll try to keep it as limited as I can. This was the Houston Rockets. They are a very, very bad basketball team. Uh, they're young. They're rebuilding. I get it. All right, so keep that in mind. All right. But if you're the Knicks, you take what you can get at this point. And you're hoping that this is one that you can build upon. Um, fortunately for New York, they do have a very soft schedule coming up. So they pretty much, they're done with that schedule from hell that we were all talking about about a month ago. Did not go well. Um, and we're hoping that they can rebound here. Uh, you know, these next three games, they've got some pretty weak opponents. Boston is around 500. They've got Detroit, who only has about four wins, I want to say, on the season. 
and there's one more bottom feeder I'm forgetting. Uh, Washington, who's actually more middle-middle. They're more of a 500 team. So, beatable teams. Um, and, you know, uh, the, again, it's not an impressive win, but it's a win we need. When we're the Knicks, we've lost four in a row, uh, 15 of our last 22 heading into tonight. It's it's one you take and you run with, right? So, I like it. I'm satisfied. Um, and I'm hoping we can build upon this win. So, episode 293 of BD4, guys. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. And guys, I also write uh, recaps of these Knicks games. Now, I used to have a blog that I wrote in. I don't write in that blog. It's my opinion anymore. I have moved to ultimatesportsnetworks.com. And if you go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and search the Bomber Bocker blog, you can find my blog, and you can also subscribe to my blog on there for a discount $7.99 a month if you use code 6A2841ERJC. And I write recaps of the Knicks games. Um, I've done about 70% of the games this year. I've missed a few here and there, but we'll do the recaps on there as well. So if you don't like listening to podcasts or watching podcasts and you're more of a, a reader, you know, maybe you're more astute and sophisticated, you can read my blog on there for just $7.99 a month, okay? I need to make my money too. Because Lord knows I don't get paid shit for this. Um, but I enjoy it. So let's head to our first break, guys. When we get back, we'll start talking about this Knicks-Rockets victory or this Knicks-Rockets game um, that resulted in a Knicks victory. Be right back. Hey, guys. So real briefly, before we get deeper into the episode, I realized that on YouTube, only 51% of you who watch BD4 are subscribed. So we should try and change that to make my channel grow, to get the podcast even bigger. So be sure to subscribe to BD4 on YouTube if you haven't yet. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. All right. So the Knicks took this victory in Houston. This one was in Houston. Um, so, you know, we keep winning on the road. What is it, eight and, eight and six, I want to say? Nine and six, eight and six. Uh, but they finally snap out of it regardless. The Knicks finally snap out of it here. Uh, and they pick up a 116-103 victory. So great offense, good defense. It was good to see. But again, not the win that really excited me tonight. Um for me, it was more the fact that Tom Thibodeau, and he was kind of forced to, right? We're still shorthanded, but he ran out the youths, and the kids played really well. It was the youth movement tonight. It was Emmanuel Quickly, um, Mitchell Robinson, and of course, it was Miles or Deuce McBride with big-time efforts tonight. They all had tremendous games. We'll touch on them in a bit, um, but this one was 
Yeah, and, and it was unfortunate. It was a bad night for Knox to miss, but unfortunately for Kevin Knox, he is the latest Nick to enter COVID protocol. So, you know, he's been playing better of late. He's, you know, gotten his first legitimate minutes these last couple of games heading into tonight. Um, but he's in now he's now on protocol, so he did not get to partake in tonight's youth movement. Um, but it was good to see the other guys step up. And, uh, again, some great efforts from McBride, Robinson, quickly. First quarter of this game, we see some signs of life early from Evan Fournier. Fournier was being aggressive out of the gate for a change. He wasn't hesitating. That's a big difference. Um, so maybe there's an indicator there. I don't know anymore with him. But he was shooting well. Um, he was doing good creating off the dribble. Um, and even Julius Randle had a nice start to this game too. He hit three of his first five three-pointers in the first half. Um, but Fournier gets 11 points in that first quarter. The Knicks go 7 of 11, I believe, from downtown in the first term, and they score 39 points total. Um, the problem with the Knicks in that first quarter was their defense, and that was kind of the theme of the night. Despite holding Houston to 103, the theme of the night was kind of a microcosm of the Knicks season, where their defense was just not consistent. Some quarters it looked good, other quarters it looked pretty bad. Um, in the first quarter, the Knicks defense was a problem in a bad way. They let Houston pretty much get whatever they wanted in the paint. Um, they were getting into the paint with ease, just a free pass to get into the paint. Breen even joked that it looked like a layup line at times. Um, you know, the second chance rebounding and scoring was hurting us tremendously. There was that one play where, I forget who it was for Houston, misses a jump shot. It was a long two or a three. And he gets his own rebound, and you had three Knicks just standing there, not boxing out, looking at the ball. Um, Robinson was right there. But it, it was pretty bad. Um, and Mitch looked pretty horrendous, to be honest with you, for a lot of that first half. Um, as great as he was later on in the game, he did look pretty bad in the first half, I must say. He was overcommitting on his closeouts, getting beat off the dribble, um, pretty slow on rotations again, and you know, spent a lot of time complaining to officiating. But, you know, we still scored 39 points in the first. Uh, Houston did score 30, but we go into the second up nine, and then the, uh, the, the defense for the Knicks did pick it up. You had Robinson start to play a little bit better of defense. He picked up his second block in the quarter. McBride, also a catalyst defensively. He had three steals in the first half. Uh, but McBride, McBride starts getting, getting it together offensively. Uh, Randall. Though, to end the half, you know, he had, a, he had a pretty good start to the game. Like, the first quarter and a half, he looked pretty good. But, I mean, the last few minutes of the first half, he was he started to miss shots. And then, those horrendous, and I mean, horrendous is the best way. I, I can't think of a word, because horrendous even doesn't sound harsh enough. Those ISO possessions at the end of the first half. Sometimes it's, you know, I think about it. I, I complain a lot. I did last year about the Knicks and ATOs. And this year it really hasn't picked up. They're not that great in ATOs this season either. And, and the roster's a bit different, right? The rotation is different and the roster's different than last year. So I'm thinking, is this the Thibodeau thing? Yeah, 
I mean, I talk all the time about how this offense doesn't have his offense isn't much. It's very basic, you know, generic dribble handoffs and, and some elbow isolations. And, you know, we have a timeout play and Randall, it just results in, in some a terrible ISO Randall possession where he does not pass the ball, complete tunnel vision, chucks up a brick. And, you know, a possession or two later, he does the same thing to end the half. Two horrendous ISO possessions by Randall. But I'm thinking sometimes these half-court sets we have out of timeouts, do is it is it just that we look at the first option and it's not there, so we just go right to Julius? Or is it Tibbs just saying, let's give it to Julius? I, I'm trying to figure this out because it's something that's consistent, and I'm, and I'm just sick of seeing it. But we'll get to Randall. Uh, overall, though, it was a good first half. The Knicks, you know, despite being slow on their rotations defensively and, you know, despite Randall putting a damper on the end of it there, the Knicks go into halftime up six points despite losing the second quarter 21-18. Um, third quarter comes. Obviously, we get the news that Derrick Rose will not return. So filling in at starting point guard, you get Deuce McBride, um, who played the entire second half, by the way. You get Fournier with the quick triple at the top of the half. McBride scores a bucket. McBride later picks up a steal. Defense for the Knicks, again, it starts to slow down again. We let the Rockets climb back in the game. Eventually, we blow that 17-point lead. They're in it by two. It's a two-point game. The Knicks clinging to a lead. It's back and forth for a bit. The bench checks in a bit later in the third term, and the Knicks start to find a rhythm again. In the fourth quarter, they pick up their defense. Uh, meanwhile, you have Emmanuel quickly hitting triples left and right. You have Mitchell Robinson finishing on the ends inside. Mitch goes for nine points in the fourth quarter. IQ, four for five from triple in the fourth quarter. McBride keeps pouring it on. Taj Gibson playing next to Mitch. Two centers tonight with you know without Obi Toppin and Kevin Knox. Uh, but you know normally I bitch about that. You know about... Uh, I want to see a younger Jericho Sims in the game. Um, he should have saw some minutes, but Taj actually played really well. He played really strong tonight, especially in the fourth quarter, making big plays, and he actually took a couple of three-pointers. He hit one, um, so playing some stretch four. But yeah, the Knicks picked up the victory, and it was the youths that did it for me. It was it was the kids coming in, getting some burn, and playing well. We're going to talk about that when we get back from break. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Game ball has got to go to Deuce McBride. Kid goes out there. First off, he had a, he had a really strong game against uh, who was it? 
Who'd we just play? Man, I really have to go look that up. He he scored nine points against um. The Knicks just lost to them, literally two days ago. Let's look. Pacers? No. Go, uh, yeah, he, he goes against Golden State, and he scores nine points, and he played really good if you just watched it. Tonight, goes out there, and he gets 36 minutes, takes advantage of it. He scores 15 points, goes 6 for 11 from the field, 2 for 5 from 3, and 3 for 4 from the free throw line. Uh, nine assists versus zero turnovers, that's the one I love. Playing point guard tonight, nine assists, zero turnovers. And he also had four steals. Um, and his defense was very impressive. It goes beyond the numbers. Excuse me. He was putting pressure on the ball all night long in full court. Uh, playing the passing lanes very aggressively. And he was just up in the opposing ball handler's grill. Grill. I love the fact that he played the entire second half too. I love that. Um, that's what I've been asking for. It's what we, we've all been asking for the kids to get their run. And he played well. You know, And again, part of it, we're extremely shorthanded. But 36 minutes, and he produced. I like the way this kid scores off the dribble. Um, he's got some good handles. He's already flashed the step back a few times. But I love the way he plays in transition. I love the way that he's able to get to the rim and finish. Might have something here. Second round pick from West Virginia. He was well over 40% from three in college. Um, He wasn't much of an assist man, but he had a decent amount. I don't know too much about his game. But from what we're seeing in this short sample size so far from, from Deuce McBride, we could have a good role player on our hands, man. I really think he could be a decent player for this team. I like McBride. I like Deuce. Um, Mitchell Robinson, 17 points, 8 for 8 from the field. 9 rebounds, 6 of them offensive rebounds. That's how he gets his boards mostly. And a plus 21 in the box score. After that rough start, he really picked it up later on. Um, I thought a key moment for him was when the Knicks were in that back-and-forth two-point game in the third quarter, was it? When Mitch had a couple of putbacks, and that kind of sparked us for that big second-half run. Um, so he was huge. I like the way he played tonight, and I think it's also important that you know he played with a, a good point guard in, in Miles McBride who took on the ball-handling duties, and he got Mitch involved. Now, one thing I want everybody to take note of is Mitch had a very, very, very good game tonight. The last very, very, very good game he had, um, especially numbers-wise, was against San Antonio. Now, what the San Antonio game and this Houston game had in common, both teams were undersized and undermanned. So you have to take that into account. You know, both of the, the two games that Mitch has played really, really good and, you know, 
wasn't exactly against top-notch bigs. Second unit bigs instead. Undersized bigs. So keep that in mind. Just something to, you know, I like, I can't even say because I'm starting to dislike Mitch more and more as he just becomes less reliable and more immature. I was going to say I like Mitch, but keep it in mind. Just keep it in mind because it's, it's the consistency is his biggest issue. It's been all of his career so far. So I'm not taking this game and saying that Mitch is back. Okay, I'm just going to take it as it is and hope that hope that continues, but I'm not going to expect him to go out there and, and give you numbers consistently. There's been way too many times this season over the course of his career where he has you know 7.6 rebounds in and everybody flips out because he played good defense. So it was nice to see him put up an actual decent line, you know, it's it says something, and I'm not trying to rip him. It says something about a player when he scores 17 points with nine rebounds, and there's so much hype around it, especially when it's that player's fourth year. You know, he he drops 17 17 and nine is a nice line, but the fact that it's it's getting so much hype should say a lot about who this player is at this point. So it was a nice game for Mitch. That's all I'm taking from it. Um, it was a really good game from Emmanuel Quickly, who actually led the team tonight in points. He led with 24 points. He goes 7 for 10 from 3-point distance, thus Quickly. 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and a plus 19 in 32 minutes of action. I love that the shooting was there tonight. You know, it's another night where he also displayed some of that playmaking, and the passing has improved this season. We've seen that. The defense has even took a step upwards, but the shot has, you know, taken a little bit of a step backwards. It's been way more streaky. But tonight was hopefully a positive indicator from Emmanuel quickly. He was hot from three. 0 for 3 from 2 tonight, but he was hot from 3. And I loved how a lot of his possessions ended with, or began with him playing off ball. He was off the ball a lot tonight. He let McBride cook, and he played more as a two, and it worked. He looked much better. So I think quickly played well. McBride played real well, and Mish played real well. All three of them. And once again, it's it's the three youths. Tibbs needs to see that. And, you know, Fournier had over 20 points. Um, it was good to see him show up, so shout out to him for a change. But I think Tibbs needs to see this eventually, right? I mean, you're thinking it's a pattern. It's it's becoming more than a pattern where these young guys come and take the floor and they produce much more than, the, than most of the veterans are. How much faster do we play when the youth takes the floor? We get more possessions in because we run. And listen, I know I talk about this so much. I bring it up all the time, right? Kids, the kids, the kids. Youth good, veterans bad. I'm not saying we have to go out there and be OKC or Detroit, right? But I'm I just saying we do need... I, this is Tom Thibodeau. He's got a reputation for this. We should mix in the youth a little bit more than we are. We are. Because they're actually producing. And I hate to make this about Julius Randle again. 
But again tonight, 6 for 18 from the floor to get his 21 points. He had 6 rebounds, 6 assists, but he was a minus 9. He was a minus 9 in a game where the Knicks won by 13 points. And it's not just one of those things where it's only because he played with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. No, this was a team low minus 9 from your star player. And the other guys he was with, with the exception of Burks, um, Noel, but but he played a lot with, with um, McBride. He played a lot with, what's his name? A lot of the other guys. Who's the fucking guy I'm thinking of? McBride and uh, Fournier, who played very well tonight. Yet his, his plus minus was a lot worse than everybody else's. Than most else. And it's the same shit. Hogging possessions. Tunnel vision. Turnovers. Some poor defense in there. I'm desperate. I'm watching. It's at a point. I'm watching these games and I love seeing him leave the court. I'm desperate to see him leave the court. I love when he leaves the court and Obi Toppin comes in. I love when he leaves the court and Kevin Knox checks in. Obviously, they're both out right now, but I love when he leaves the court and the starters leave the court and the bench comes in and the young kids come in and just kill it. That's a bad thing to say about the star player who you're paying. I just don't like his... I don't like the whole half-court, slow-it-down thing, man. I don't like the ISOs. This is a league... Run, run, run. This is a, a young man's league. And I think this starting lineup is going to continue to hold us back. As long as we have this this three-man, slow-footed lineup with, with Randall, Fournier, and Nerlens in there. It's not, exact, not exactly an athletic trio right there. Very slow-footed, so we're not going to get out and run often when they're on the floor. It's just the way it is. So we got to change something up. You know, whether that means start some other folks, you know, Rose, Grimes, Deuce, put them in one of the backcourt spots. Or, you know, give Obi his, his fair share of minutes when he comes back. He deserves it. Guy puts up a double-double, and he's unfortunately out now. But, I mean, he, he's been killing it all season. He's got the best plus-minus on the team versus Randall's worst plus-minus on the team. It says a whole lot right there. I'm just desperate to get him off the court. That's a really bad thing. And again, I hate to make this about Julius. But unfortunately, as a star player, he's not exactly doing his thing this season. It's been a rough go for Randall. But it was a good win. It was good to see the three kids play really, really good. Hopefully, I'm really eager to see what McBride and Grimes play like alongside R.J. Barrett. And Obi Toppin. But now we have a little more flexibility. If Tibbs can, you know, if these guys actually play once we're fully healthy and if Tibbs doesn't just push them back onto the bench, God, I would be so pissed off. But if he actually plays them when everybody's back, we've got some flexibility now. We've got some some lineups to work with and maybe his rotations won't be as big of a problem now that he sees these kids actually producing. There's no way with how they're playing right now that they can just go back right onto the bench and not play or get sent back to Westchester or whatever. There's no way. And if that happens, I am I am on my last leg here with Thibodeau as, as it is right now. So if that happens, I'm, you know, 
but you see what they can do? Play them. It should not, it shouldn't even, we shouldn't even have to be here where the only reason they're getting minutes is because we've got a short staff. It shouldn't have come to this point. So when everybody's healthy, I want to see these kids play. There's no other excuse. They're playing well. They're playing well. And their leash better damn well be as long as these veteran leashes are. I'm just tired of it. The robotic rotation has to be adjusted now. Now that you're seeing the kids get minutes, you're you're forcing you're being forced to play their minutes and they're showing up. It should tell you something, Tom Thibodeau. I love you, man. I love Tibbs. Big fan of Tom Thibodeau. But, I mean, it's got to happen now. You see it, it's got to start happening. Got to start happening. You're listening to episode 293 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. When we get back from break, we'll go to the MYYMYK question of the day and wrap it up from there. Be right back. Hey, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water-resistant properties ensure years' worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6A2841ERJC. 6A2841ERJC. Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab, searching the Bomber Bocker blog. And there you have it. So last time out, guys, our NYY NYK question of the day for two eight uh, for two ninety two was 
to name the four teams the Knicks faced in their 1998-99 playoff run in order. Name the four teams the Knicks faced in their 1999 playoff run. It was Miami, Atlanta, Indiana, and Miami. I'm sorry, and San Antonio. So Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks, Indiana Pacers, and San Antonio Spurs in that order. But tonight, this episode, 293, 293, 293, our NYYNYK question of the day. When was the current Madison Square Garden built? When was the current Madison Square Garden built? That is our question for episode 293. If you know the answer, let me know. Let me know whether that be on Facebook or Instagram in my DMs or in the comments section. Once I publish the promo and the link to this podcast. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, thank you. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. That's all I've got for this episode. 293 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do that. Follow me on social media. You know where I am. You know where I'm at. I'm going to go figure out why I can't speak. And I hope everybody else has a great night, great day, whenever it is you're listening to this. Uh, The earliest it'll be out should be the morning of December 17th on a Friday. So happy Friday. All right, guys. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.